I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The opinions expressed in the following podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide education and entertainment about the financial industry and the stock market. Enjoy. On this episode of Pennies Going In Raw, we talk about the bounce back of small and mid-cap stocks. We talk about sectors we're excited about in the future and this week in the market. Find out life's this game of pennies. Oh, you guys know we only have a 40% runner. Hello? 40% right is a fucking killing. We've been compliant for too long. It's time we go to war. I don't have a Roth. You know so much about the market that his brain doesn't have enough room for grammar. Hey, who told me about IDEX? It's going up a shit ton now. Rob, 4%, baby. No way. Four fucking percent. You asked the exact same question with two words <laughs> different. It's like, fuck, man, I just got dick whipped for like... 20%, and now that f***er's up like 50. I bet Warren Buffett never did that. I'm just making this voice memo to call out unusual whales to a fight. The pennies we need are everywhere around us. Pennies. 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 Going in raw. Featuring Dan. Deity it dips. And you, honey. Produced by Vinny. And Christian. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Welcome back to another episode of Pennies Going In Raw. Today is Wednesday, August the 18th, and it seems like, you know, every dip's been eaten up. Today's, you know, when we're recording, this is Tuesday, it seems like it's the first day the spies kind of had a dip that hasn't been just munched up all the way real quick. It seems like down like 1% or so right now. But aside from Monday afternoon with Biden talking, and then it just seemed like the market kind of took a little hit from that. It seems like there's kind of, you know, still that inverse relationship with uh, small caps still. You you know, are we still kind of just waiting for that bounce back to come? Yeah, well, what we're seeing is, and it's kind of what we've seen throughout this entire year, is we've seen this massive disconnect. And the way that it's happening is that it really just seems that SPY is just, you know, on a constant tear. And everything else kind of, you know, they all kind of take turns, um, you know, being the disconnect. So before it was growth and then it was value. And what I mean by disconnect is that usually something like, um, you know, when SPY is going up, uh, you know, I mean, growth goes with it, you know, and then when SPY or, you know, like this, you know, SPY is what I use, but let's just say the market starts to take a downward turn and everybody flees to value. 
Now what we're seeing is, is that SPY is just on a continuous tear, and instead, um, the market sectors are kind of rotating, but they're rotating on their own. Um, and you're just seeing, you know, like a shift into value or you're seeing a shift in growth. Um, like when we think about it, the, uh, the market has officially doubled from pandemic lows. Okay. Yet, yet, and this is what was crazy as of today, August 17th, um, Netflix is read on the year. Amazon is red on the year. There are plenty of companies that, you know, I mean, I mean, when, like when you're like, oh shit, like everybody's 401ks are ripping and stuff. Like, no, the market's ripping, but like Amazon's red on the year now. Netflix is red on the year. Like these are some of the biggest companies that make up the, uh, that make up the indexes and they're red. Um, so it, it's kind of crazy the, what, what we're seeing. And I know we, we talked about it. We talk about it a lot, but like this disconnect truly is monumental and it truly is history making because SPY just continues to be on a tear. That 50 day moving average, it, that, I mean, it's so aggressively bought. It won't even, it won't even end the day down on the 50 day. It'll touch it. And immediately it's bought back up and bid back up. It, it's, it, it's incredible. It's really incredible what we've seen. So what is exactly causing SPY to be propped up while it just seems like all these other blue chips are being taken down too, as you're kind of mentioning? Yeah, you know, I mean, it, there's there's a lot of different theories and, and everybody everybody swears that they know, uh, you know, exactly the right answer. And I'm not going to I'm not going to pretend like I know the exact right answer. But in my opinion, it comes down to, to what we talked about is that, you know, the market's already rigged to the upside um, being that. You know, even, and this is what I try and explain to people is that even if D-Day were to ever come, like let's just say, you know, something absolutely horrible, um, the market would halt down for the day at six or 7%, whatever it is. Um, and then, so at the bare minimum, at the bare minimum, the mar- we know that the market is, but if the market goes up 8% a day, they don't, they don't, you know, like that's fine, but down they'll halt it. So uh, I, I think that one, people rise that the market's rigged to the, to the upside. Um, you know, the other thing is that from a catalyst fundamental standpoint, uh, there's nothing that has changed. Even today, the, uh, the Fed said that, uh, who's it, Hubbard or something, said that there's still COVID, COVID is still a thing. So they're going to continue to keep, keep, you know, printing money and they're going to continue to, you know, stimulate the economy. And I mean, that's, that's what the economy wants to hear. So you see that even you, you talked about it earlier that today's the first day that the market's down. And the crazy thing is that the market, the market started to flush down into, into the fed talk. And it was like, the fed talk was like, yeah, we're not, we're not, we're not going to change anything. And now, like, as we're since since they said that the market's up, you know, a per, like was a half a percent since. So, you know, it, it, and it might actually end the day green here. You know, like it has 40 minutes left in the way that it's looking like it might end the day green, which is insane. So you can see that people are um, thinking that any Fed, any Fed meeting could be the one where they raise interest rates. But then again, you know, the second that they say, we're not going to change anything just yet, <laughs> the dip gets bought. What do you think is one of the stranger ones uh, that is red on the year? I think it's kind of weird that you mentioned Netflix is red on the year, and it seems like it's one of the bigger years for Netflix with, you know, COVID. Uh, I would expect that one to be, you know, higher. Their earnings report, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Uh, sorry, a little bit of brain fall. Like two weeks ago or, or three weeks ago, 
um, wasn't that they lost a pretty good amount of users. So it, Netflix is like one of those where where you know it's down three percent on the year, and I don't think it should be down on the year, but it, they did have you know it shocked the the street the amount of people that are the amount of users that they lost, especially because like you know, COVID's still kind of a thing. Like you wouldn't really expect everybody to cancel it. But um, one of the theories was that uh, the the reduced pricing that they gave because of COVID or whatever um, for new users, uh, once that became close to being done with or, you know, uh, done with, I think it was like 16 or 18 months, whatever it was, that um, everybody canceled. And so that might've been one of the biggest things that they couldn't, they couldn't have that, um, uh, like the kind of like the freemium scale to where like they did the transition over uh, everybody just canceled. So that's one of the biggest things. But I mean, when you look at it and I don't have them all up in front of me, but like Amazon sure as hell shouldn't be, shouldn't be down on the year. I mean, they're, they're, they just continue even at this size, their growth rate is consistent. Okay. So Netflix, fine. We can make a case for why it's down. Um, but and that's because they're, they had no growth, but Amazon continues to grow and still, is down, you know, it, like it's it's amazing that they'll beat earnings by like a billion dollars, and the market and the and the stock will get hit. It's like it's like oh, like a billion dollars wasn't good enough of a beat. <laughs> what? Yeah, I think Netflix is probably just down because uh, after they took off The Office, there's no real uh, like rewatchable show over and over again. Big mistake. There's no reason to have Netflix. Dude, right? I swear. I hate having to go to like other weird ass apps just to watch The Office whenever I'm bored. Oh, do you think the, you know, all the Afghanistan news going on has anything to, will have any effect on the market or what do you think is like some of the scenarios that could happen with that? You know, I'm, I'm not really that political. Um, I'm not really that political, but if we're talking about it from, from an economic standpoint, um, you know, there, there's two sides to this. There's the side that says that the Taliban, to ta- I don't want to say it wrong. Taliban. Taliban. Tal- Taliban. Um, Tal- uh, it, no, it's not Taliban. It's not like fucking a Willy Wonka soldier. <laughs> Taliban. Taliban. It, you see go. that I in the middle there? It really gets me. I want to say like Taliban. Yeah. Um, but anyway, okay. So the T's, they will call them the T's. The T's, um, you know, like they're, tr- I, I, from, from my knowledge is that, you know, there's, you have one side that said that, that they're trying to govern correctly and that they're trying to change and that they're open to. One of the biggest things is that, um, you know, is how they treat women. And so they were talking about, you know, that they're open to discussing peacefully and stuff like that. So you have like people that want to believe that, you know, that they want to govern correctly and they want what's best. And then you have the other side uh, who are saying like, Dude, hello. Like, we know who the Taliban is. Like, you know, they've done some some pretty not good things. So, um, so you know, it's really interesting because uh, futures did get hit a little bit when when I think when they took uh, what was it Kabul Kabul Kabul, um, you know, futures got hit a little bit. But I think the bigger thing is that it, 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 I think everyone's kind of waiting to see what happens. Um, you know, because every, you know, you, like I said, is that you have the people that want to believe that, hey, they're there for the right reasons and that, you know, they're, they're a changed, they're a changed party and stuff. Um, but I think that, that, that right now it's going to be, you know, it, everybody's still waiting to see what happens. Um, and I think that if, if, uh, you know, something were to happen that's unexpected that, yeah, the market would get hit. But again, I think it's one of those things where it comes down to the 50 day moving average. 
and ever and it's like the 24-hour news cycle um i i I really just think that right now until something with our economy changes and what i mean by that is like we stop buying billions and billions of dollars and stop putting billions and billions of dollars into the into the economy i think that until that happens um you know i mean it, it would take a lot to really stop this fucking train like this this insane run like it, it's really incredible to think about and and, and it, when i saw this i was like that's insane it's really incredible to think about that less than two years ago the market has doubled in less than from its lows in less than two years i mean i remember when i first started it was like the market moves like five percent and people were like wow nice like what a what a good year that was you know and then now it's like doubled and it's like nothing it's like a penny sock do you think um i know like you're obviously going to egypt which is only around three states away i mean three countries away from afghanistan so it seems pretty timely on your part do you have any you know intentions of uh lightning tensions over there maybe a little roth ira mention do you think that could I don't know the average lifespan over there, but I'm sure it's close to the time that they can withdraw from a Roth tax-free. <laughs> you think I'm going to sit down? I mean, you saw the videos of the Taliban working out. Yeah, sit down with some of the town elders yeah. and say, hey, like, I understand it, you know, it may be a little late for you, but for a lot of these oh. younger guys, you know, the Taliban... You know, the Taliban is, is right now, but have they thought of what's after the Taliban? Yeah, you know, you know what? That, that, the, you know, you know, it, to your point, though, it's never too late to start, fellas. If you're listening, it's never too late to start. Um, I mean, you know, you might you might not be able to really build her up, but, um, you know, it's never too late to start the Roth IRA gang uh, or, or, you know, maybe not gang, but, uh, you know, Roth IRA club, clubhouse. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. But no, I mean, I think maybe just. Are, a am good I really only two, two countries away? Uh, three, I think, you know, Egypt, and then there's like Jordan. Whoa. Uh, uh, no, okay. It, it's Egypt, Jordan, Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan. That's a. I mean, that's. And Jordan, Jordan is pretty small. So it's like Egypt, uh, small buffer, Iraq. Whoa. I but, didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I. I. Yeah, it's a lot of civil unrest. It sounds the- like uh, where where I'm gonna be near. Oh, that's not that's that's not yeah. Ideal. You just think it's all camels and fucking um, <laughs> King Tut and pyramids. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Well, listen, if I don't make it to Reno, then uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess you assume that uh, that you know. I mean, I guess I maybe me and King Tut. You know, King Tut let me uh, stay for a while. Yeah, dude, you. Yeah, I'll just, it'll be pretty easy. Like, I could probably just call someone that lives over there and say, hey, look for the guy that dresses like a 65-year-old <laughs> sailor at Banana Republic and uh, try and try and just take him hostage, man. And, you know, we we could do like a, uh, a hostage situation with some ransom from TD Ameritrade. <laughs> Good publicity for him. I'll trade you my Roth IRA. Um, oh God, I would well, never. Just like God, I would never do that. If you were kidnapped by the Taliban, I think you'd at least consider giving up your Roth IRA. It's the principles. It's the matter of principles. I I really don't think I could. Um, that's not part of the uh, that's not part of the early withdrawal exemption exemptions list. So I'd be paying taxes on it, and and I wouldn't do that. I I, I just don't think I could do that. From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. 
I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Fair. Okay, well, you know, we are about at the... We're, we're past the halfway mark of August. Um, what? How should we prepare for, like, the small cap bounce back? Like, what should we be expecting, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, so for the last, I really feel like the last, like, maybe eight weeks, we've kind of been preparing for a slower market. And, whoa, hello, did she hit? You know, I feel like uh, she really, really hit us in the face um, with this slow market. Uh, it re- this really gives, like, 2019, 2018 vibes. And that's okay. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. And so now I want to switch gears from being the, you know, concerned slow market guy to the uh, optimistic because, you know, I feel like morale is low overall on Fintuit. You know, morale is low. Um, so now I want to switch gears. Okay. Uh, today, uh, today I was talking about, I just wanted to see the sample size. So I took just the stocks that started with letter A um, m- that were underneath a dollar. And I looked at what the RSI was on the one day, one hour chart or wait, one year, one one year, one day chart. Okay. And what I found was, was that of the 15 stocks, uh, all of them were under 40 except for one. And so remember we talked, we've been talking about RSI a lot. That's the relative strength index. And so over, you know, like 45 to 50 is kind of neutral underneath like that 35, 30 mark is oversold. And then above like, you know, let's call it like 65, 70 is um, considered over, overbought. Um, and so all of these are underneath 40, which is considered oversold, except for one, one of them's at 45. So they're neutral. Um, and so what that signals to me is that, you know, we're only midway through August, but if we have another week or two of this, most of these, I mean, there's some of them, you know, I'm looking at them right now. Most of them are 31, 31, 32, 32, 34, 33. Like they're all going to, like they'll be inside the 20s um, on the RSI if if we have another week or two of this. And personally, I'm okay with it. Um, you know, bring them down because when you really start to get into those levels of, uh, of like, you know, on the RSI, when you, on these bigger timeframes, when you start to get into the 20s, that's when it's like, you know, I, I mean, listen, of course it can go lower, but that's when like you, your risk reward really changes. And it's one of those things where you can really make a really good risk reward case on most of these now. And, and that's how, you know, I'll re- this is kind of like where I start to like my favorite market because it, what happens is that things get obliterated and then now they're trading at below cash, you know, like, like the, the perfect ideal setup would be like RSI at 20, um, trading below cash per share. 
um, you know, but enough cash for the next year uh, with a defined catalyst and like an American company, you know, something like that. Like that's something where I can get behind and I can get, like, you know, put 35% of my account in without blinking an eye. Like those are the, t- those are the ones like the rumble of last year, you know, like the WTRH, like those are the ones where I can really put, give really good risk to reward and not be constantly thinking about, oh shit, what if this happens? Yeah, what if this happens? You know, so that, and, 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 you know, but having the same reward as something like a phase three data without taking on the same risk. So what I'm trying to say is, is that looking at the sample size that I did look at, um, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic, you know, like I said, I'm, we're going, I'm going to Egypt, we're going to Reno and that's, a, and you know, that's Labor Day. And that's typically when things start to pick up into the end of the year. So the, my ideal situation is that for the next two and a half weeks, we continue to see this downward pull, you know, RSIs go into the twenties. And then when we come back from Reno, you know, things start to heat up a little bit, maybe algo, algos turn back on, you know, hedge fund managers are back from vacation, their kids are back back in school. Everybody is all together. Like, Hey, let's make some money into the end of the year. Um, you know, we'll turn the algorithms back on. And, uh, and like I said, is that, you know, and instead of, you know, buying things, you know, the, the saying for the last 16 months has been buy high, sell higher, you know, now everything's gotten killed. So now what I want to see is like, Hey, you know, really great risk to reward, you know, defined catalyst, you know, and, and I think that like we could, and, and that's the way that it's shaping up right now. So if we see another two and a half weeks of this, you know, we're going to see some really great opportunities for any trading style. Looking back at August, what are some things, I mean, I know it's not even over yet, but looking back at the first half of August, what are some things you kind of wish you did differently if trade at all? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would have definitely sized down much faster. Um, actually, I, I would have just stepped away. I, uh, I've taken a, I've taken a, a, a good, a good monetary hit on the account um, inside the past six weeks, and it's just been more stressed. Like I could have. It's funny because I was, I was talking to Gary while we were talking surgery, and uh, we could have bought like three Ferraris ran them into the Hudson, left them there, not collected the insurance check. And, uh, and I still would have been better off than, uh, than if I, uh, didn't trade during August. So it's one of those things where, where it's like, you know, although I, when I was younger, uh, inside this career, I used to trade more. And so August, what would usually happen is that I would go up, like, you know, let's call it 300%. And then in August I would give back 50% of my game. So I'm not doing that, but it's still like, I look back on it. I'm like, oh my fucking God, you idiot like even now we're not even out of august and i'm still thinking that so um so i definitely think that i would have i i really just have to walk away in august because like i physically have to travel yeah i uh i think i even mentioned this on the first episode in august uh that i don't really trade in august and uh thank god i don't because it seems like everyone else is having some issues um you know, I take I take some small plays here and there, but I think that's my favorite part about this. I mean, you don't have to do this every fucking day. Um, no, no. I mean, and, I I like to do it every day when it's when it's when it's you know sexy. You know. Yeah, but it hasn't been. So I think that's no. the coolest thing is I'm just I've just been kind of chilling, taking some small trades every now and then, and 
You know, uh, but like one thing I did was, you know, <clears throat> we were talking about lots being super cheap after the earnings report, cheaper, uh, like at four. I started scaling in there around like 385 to 370, and it had a nice pop today to like <clears throat> 415. So you are kind of seeing some of those oversold ones, uh, you know, start to get some life into them. So it'll be fun to see how they, you know, keep playing out the rest of the year. Yeah, bro. I mean, if you take lots on that one year, one day chart, I mean, that thing, the RSI was at 29. So it, it literally did get into the 20s as we were just talking about. Um, and I mean, now, like even still, okay, it, I think it was up 10% today at one point. And so even yeah, still, like seven, when it was, right? okay, yeah. So, so even at that point, <laughs> the RSI still only got up to 37. So, I mean, that still signals that there's still room for it to go. I mean, the, 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 um, what is this like the uh like even even like the 200 day moving average is like seven dollars a share um so there's room for these to to go uh i just think that it's that you know we have to see max pain because you know it, it, the biggest thing is that you know everybody's feeling feeling it right now in august whether you're losing money or not you know like nobody likes to just not make money like there's some like when you go from making you know it's called five hundred dollars a day to making a hundred dollars a day you know even though you're still making money you know you don't you obviously don't want like that feeling so um similar to that I still think that we need to see max pain for those people that, you know, are inexperienced and they're trying to force things. You know, I think another two, two and a half weeks really gets us to that max pain where RSIs are like 25, 26 and the timeline works. Like that's the timeline that is, that is usual with these small cap, uh, with these small cap timelines and the small cap, uh, from BBC radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Uh, what am I, market cycle. All right, well, the last thing we were going to talk about was, um, you know, going into some sectors that we're kind of excited about going into the future. Uh, I think some that are kind of like right now that I think will get a little more pop, and especially if they start PRing some, is going to be some of the NFT plays. I mean, you saw, you see it still uh, with crypto plays and blockchain-related things. But I think when the NFT plays, you see how hot they are right now. It's just you get the right ones that like to juice a good PR, and they start saying they're into NFTs. I think uh, those will start to get some good pops too. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I think that there's so I'll, I'll take the NFTs first. I think that like you were saying, I'm I'm right in line with that. Also, I think that it would be interesting 
if the government took a stance on NFTs? Like, could you imagine if, if I don't think I imagine like the thing is, you remember like the hearing with Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah. And they they were like, yo, Google and Facebook. And he's like, yo, Google and Facebook aren't the same thing. <laughs> if if they have to say that, imagine them trying to be like, yeah, we have these like uh, image files that are selling for hundreds of thousands of dollars. He's like, wow, they must be beautiful pieces of art. And they're like, uh, and then he gets to see like a crypto punk. He's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I totally, no, I get what you're saying. And, and I think like, it's like, you know, like it, what if Yellen came out and was like, yeah, like my grandson owns NFTs, you know, like they just make a comment about it that's neither bearish nor, but like basically, it, as long as they don't say something along the lines of like, oh yeah, like we're going to start heavily re re uh, regulating NFTs, you know, like that's something where I think that like could definitely be a catalyst. Um, I think that that's something that, that could that could be a catalyst. The other thing is that, um, you know, I mean, we, I, I don't think we have seen celebrities get into NFTs, but not really like nothing crazy. Like I know Tom Brady's doing his first NFT. Um, like what if this becomes like an alternate source for them? Uh, like they start like, I, I mean, like I think I think the thing is that a lot of these you just see the the Internet savvy ones get in on it first. I mean, yeah. you saw Logan Paul buying a million dollars worth of NFTs. I think yesterday tweeted that um, you have all the pro gamers the the phase clan kind of guys and then it's you know i think everyone else will just hop in later kind of like blockchain i mean you see uh, or i mean crypto as a whole but i think like with crypto and nfts they kind of go hand in hand they grow together they go together yeah i think uh especially when you got gary v posting shit like a hundred thousand percent gains <laughs> yeah that's true like yeah, like, dude, fucking, um, Willie Meat Sauce in yellow bought, uh, <clears throat> bought one for two hundred twenty-five dollars on Monday at like five a.m. and then they sold it for nine point five thousand, uh, four hours later. How? What's the strategy behind that? Uh, it was, <clears throat> it was some ape, you know, all the new ape ones, yeah. and it was a one of one, and I guess they just snagged it because the super early and. But yeah, they got it for two twenty five, and then five hours later, they got offered ninety nine hundred, and they were like, "Okay, that's insane." That. Good for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I definitely like that. Um, I, I I really like emerging markets, and what I mean by that is things that could be enacted into law or bought to as a bill inside the next few years. And obviously, the biggest two that come to mind are EVs and weed. Those two, I, I think that those are can be uh, uh, and NFTs and crypto. But I think that the two that the government will focus on um, over the next few years will be weed and EVs. You know, like like the yeah, well they have to. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, they'll be forced to. And um, I mean, it was somebody that I was talking to. It was like uh, I was like, "Are you going to get the Fisker? Um, are you going to get the Fisker car, or whatever?" And he was like, "Dude, after like the tax relinquishments or whatever, the Fisker." ocean thing is like $22,000. He's like, it's like a no, <laughs> there you go. And Dan's holding up his Fisker hat. Yeah. So it's like one of those things where it's like, 
you know, uh, a tw- he's like, it's a no brainer, dude. Like, even if I didn't like the car, it's 22,000 for like this SUV. Like it, like you can't buy like a Honda Odyssey for like less than 35 grand. Um, so I, I think that in that regard, you know, you have that play. And then with the weed, I truly think within the net, within a August 17th of 2022, there will be a weed bill Past some some kind of weed bill, whether like deregulation plus you know something on top of it, and then I think that like you know either early 2023 or two years from now, so maybe August 2023, you know weed will be legalized inside the street, not not you know necessarily inside the streets, but no fucking chance. Stop it, dude! It's going to. Dude, I'm telling look, you, I am I am the most. <laughs> want to be like trust me i i'm the biggest weed fan dude i know dude alabama dude you remember why like the whole state law thing became a thing trust me alabama is gonna stay hard on this issue yeah but there's a blue wave right now inside the senate and the house like it's it's you know right now i think it's like um I, i just don't think that that there's a chance like a state like Alabama can even come come close with the votes. I mean, if you look at it from a revenue perspective, um, if you look at it from a revenue perspective, it's a no-brainer. Dude, we don't even have the fucking lottery. Are you serious? I swear to God. Alabama no doesn't have a lottery? lottery? We, uh, the only casinos there are on Indian land. Uh, I'm oh, so it's like Arizona, I'm too. I'm saying that. But there are no... There are no uh, scratch-offs and gas stations. Wait, are you... Yeah. Oh, like, there's yeah. literally no kind of gambling. No, that's what I'm saying, dude. We, I, still, like, there's no scratch... I think we may be the only state, like, without that shit. Are you... That's... that's wait, so can you play, like, uh, like, like DraftKings? We have to go to Mississippi or Florida if we want to buy scratch-off tickets. Or, like, uh, play, like... Oh, holy shit! Wait, so can... <laughs> If you're like, that's what I do every time. Like I come. Do you hide your scratch offs like a gun, I, like inside your car? No, no, it's not like that. <laughs> you just can't, like, you know, it, it's it's not like uh, you, they got like lottery do- sniffing dogs, <laughs> like searching your car for like the the shit that comes off when you scratch it off. But no, dude, those things have always been like a, a luxury for us, like. If if someone goes to Florida and your family, they bring back uh, scratch offs for everyone. That's insane. Okay, so then so then here's an interesting tidbit. Okay, so you know how obviously the states like let's say Colorado. Okay, the Colorado legalized marijuana, and obviously the you know the Fed the feds haven't yet. Do you think that inside the same token that um, a state like Alabama would let's just say let's just say that the that it did get approved um, federally. Do you think that there's a world where maybe like the state of Alabama uh, holds firm? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, dude. So they're just gonna they're just gonna say that we don't recognize the federal law, dude. Yeah, that's kind of the Civil War started too, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but- it's gonna come. It's gonna come down to Alabama not wanting fucking hippies or degenerates smoking weed. That's insane. Whoa! I mean, this is this is interesting. Um, I don't know. Has has there been a bigger debate inside the last few years? I mean, women's rights inside the inside the you know the mid fifties. Um, wow, that's rights movement. 
Well, I, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know, like nobody's fighting over, you know, e, nobody's fighting over electric, v, you know, like over a Tesla like this, you know, but like, this is truly something where, you know, it's maybe some states like just say no, like they just they, like, there's just no way. Dude, I mean, my parents just came around to the idea like four or five years ago, man. Like, dude, are smoking is, weed? Yeah. I mean, I was I was getting arrested for it like every now and then too. So that was probably I, like, I just smoked my first joint like this year. Wow, dude, that's hardcore, man. It was when I was investing inside a company. I was like, I might as well. I gotta try yeah, the product. Yeah, you gotta try. You gotta see what all this hype's about. Yeah, and then I liked it, so I bought two percent of the company. <laughs> so I said, well, this is. I don't know. I, I have not, nothing to compare this to, but I like it. Um, <laughs> that's insane. Okay, wow. But some so, okay, other, so, some other. Se- do you want to keep talking about that sector, or do you want? It's honestly so mind blowing to me that it's like I, I just can't. But last thing that I will touch on is that. I, I I think it's interesting. Um, I, w- I was looking through as we were, you know, when we were talking about this, I was looking through and it's interesting. Some of the red states who are more business, like some of the representatives and some of the, uh, some of the politicians that are more business money because they're sitting there and the same guy, the same, I don't want to say guys, but the same people that were uh, saying like, no way, like we would never, uh, we would never allow this. They then saw the figures on how much revenue it would bring into the state and it, a few of them changed uh, their stance, or, or not changed completely, but um, are now open to it. So I, th- I you know, I'm really excited for for where this is going to go. Um, I'm really excited. That's that's it on that though. Yeah. Uh, another one I'm excited about are definitely like VR ones. I mean, if anyone's played any VR or has like an Oculus, you know, like that shit's got. A lot of potential, but also it's got a it's got a ways to go. You know, as much as I love the thing, I don't like having an eight pound weight on my head all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, that was uh, yeah because we used to play we used to play poker for last year for a little bit, right? During during yeah, the summer. Yeah, during whenever COVID was really popping off, we were all really playing that good bit. But you know, it just got a point where the but when it does get to that point where it has the amount of games, it has. And everyone's just chilling in there. You got your NFT, uh, you got your NFTs hanging on your Oculus like walls <laughs> and shit. You know, it'll it'll be awesome. So uh, yeah. Also, then at that point, it's like you, you keep us in lockdown because um, we'll all still Seriously. be. You know, we'll all just. I be mean, together. like you, you imagine all the kids that like all you see them do is like playing on the iPad all the time. Imagine them like you won't even be able to speak to them like if they no. have an Oculus on. They'll but literally I mean, be hey, in a different world. The thing is, like, like if if a kid's born now and by the time they're ten, they start playing Oculus. By the time they're like twenty, there's probably gonna be fucking jobs on the Oculus that you like work in virtual reality. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like this stuff is just the beginning stage. And I was talking to someone and they, they really, they were like, oh, like how much bigger can it, can it get? And I'm like, people thought the same thing with like the calculator, like the the calculator when it first came. Yeah. When it first came out, the calculator was this fucking big and like 20 grand. Like dude, the Um, internet wasn't supposed to be big. Like, <laughs> yeah like you know like 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 the it's like the like how much bigger can it get like a real like i have no idea like i have no idea um you know we could just be doing everything inside an oculus forever
Yeah, no, I mean, exactly. I mean, there was a point wherever I had like like three monitors set up inside my Oculus where I had TD Ameritrade, Discord, and Twitter all yeah. popped up. And I was like, all of this is just right here. And it's like, I'm living in it. And I was like, you know, it would be scary if like that, you remember that movie Wally or whatever? Like, you know, uh, you know, like the people on like the chairs and stuff. I mean, that's Wally. the next step. Yeah, like uh, like the little dirty robot Wally, guy. But yeah, no, I know a movie. I just haven't seen it. <clears throat> Dude, it, it's scary. All right. Uh, and then what other sectors do we have? I mean, we talked about, I mean, we have a, you know, I, on, on the, on the other side is that not only do we have the emerging markets and the emerging sectors, you know, there could be a, there could be some pretty good sectors to short. Um, and, and, you know, I mean, a lot of people don't know what to do with gold right now. Uh, I mean, gold has kind of been inside a limbo and because of this crypto boom, um, you know, you have the people that are, you know, you know, stashing gold away. And then you have the people that are like, I, I can't go short gold enough. Um, so, I mean, I definitely think that there will be a few short uh, sectors in there. Uh, one of them probably is used cars pretty soon. Uh, I mean, if you take something like- hey, fuck um, you, man. I'm in lots right now. Chill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, soon, soon. Not yet, but soon. Uh, anyways, a good fundamental company never does bad. Uh, but anyway, I think that like, uh, like something, something like, um, like, okay, like let's take the, the Corvette. Okay. There's Corvettes for sale right now. And I know that it comes out, comes down to like a supply and demand issue, but there's Corvettes right now. Okay. That are MSRP, like 83 grand. People are driving them for six months, putting 20 grand on 20,000 miles on them and then selling them for 120, like literally a 50% premium. Like that's, that can't, that can't last. Yeah, no, I mean, it is it is fucking crazy. I don't know, like, everything about the used car market, but, it, no, it seems like a bargain for the driver. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it took me a while to... to I, I remember I uh, went to the Porsche store, and I was, like, looking around. Baller. The <laughs> I was looking at the Macans, and apparently if you work at Porsche, you get a car. I guess you, like, lease it for cheap or some shit. You just get one. Yeah. Um, and I was like looking in the Macans and stuff and I go and I'm like, hey, man, can I test drive one of the Macans? He's like, we don't have one here. I'm like, dude, I've been fucking looking inside of this one for like 10 minutes. He's like, oh, that's one of the employees. I was like, shit. My dude, bad, if he bro. was a real if he was a real salesman, or he would let if me he, test drive his. Yeah, if he was dedicated to the cause, he would have he would have given you he would have given I it walked to you. in in like gym shorts and like a Penny's gun and raw t-shirt. I didn't look like I, I looked like and, and drove in the like 2011 Jeep Patriot. Dude, dude anytime I buy just... anything over like $100, I, I make sure that I'm look homeless. Yeah, well, I definitely did. Um, Just because I'm waiting for somebody to discriminate against me, so I could say you get it. Anyway, all right. Well, I think that's all the emerging <laughs> markets I could think of. Um, I. It's all I got. All right. Well, um, that's it for this Wednesday. I hope everyone has a great Wednesday. And rest of the week, attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you off for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the performance package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the two million men worldwide. 
who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code PGIR. And guys, I'm reading this straight off the thing, man. Uh, so y'all don't be like, Dan, you really lost your ad reading ability. Look, boys, all I know is is the rock hard cock rocket of the stock market. There, there are no, uh, there's no forest around that. And it's because of Manscaped. You know, when you're going where I'm going, you don't want anything, you know, getting in the way. You want to go in fresh, clean, and and just smooth and, and fully groomed. So make sure to use code PGIR on manscaped.com today. Code PGIR. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.